MLM Nation, episode 98. The reality is this. This business is about serving, not selling. And when you, when you go to sell, it's about what you want. When you go to serve, it's about what they need. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm super excited to bring a special powerhouse guest today. This awesome couple, Travis and Summer Flaherty. Travis and Summer, are you ready to make it happen? We are fired up, Simon. Thank you so much for having us today. We're excited to be here. Travis and his wife, Summer Flaherty, are known for the family-first culture and for being a full-time powerhouse couple in network marketing. They have been repeatedly top producers, serving as master distributors, mentors, speakers, and third-party consultants to startup network marketing companies. The Flaherty's have been very successful growing large organizations by implementing leadership development and a systematic training platform that helps people avoid the mistakes that most people experience in MLM. Travis and Summer have been featured in numerous industry publications such as Your Business at Home, Success from Home, and Network Marketing Times Magazine. For two straight years, they were the number one income earners in the company, and in 2014, they were nominated by the Association of Multi-Level Marketing as Distributor of the Year. So Summer and Travis, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your backgrounds and how you came across network marketing. Uh, well, Simon, thank you very much. I appreciate, uh, again, it, it's an honor to be here. I know Summer feels the same way. And, uh, you know, we, it's interesting the story of how we got involved in the network marketing industry because we've always been entrepreneurs. We've always believed in the power of residual income, but we, we always thought that traditional business was the way for us. And, you know, Summer and I met very early on. Um, we have five children, a big family. We've been married 16 years. And as far back as, as I can remember, we've always owned our own businesses. Um, you know, we started off in traditional business and um, we built a, a, some very successful businesses in the early part of our marriage. Um, and I think it was around 2004, 2005, we moved to Utah. And lo and behold, we had no idea what we were getting into, Simon, when we moved to Utah because of course, Utah is is the mecca for network marketing companies, and I think that I think that our neighbors thought we were like fresh meat when we moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, um, you know, we were trying to figure out why we were getting so many dinner invites to people's houses. I thought we were just popular, but uh, <laughs> we, we, we learned real quickly that uh, network marketing is obviously very very prevalent in Utah. Um, we, you know, first caught, it first caught our interest when a, a very good friend of ours who we respected tremendously, who had been very successful also in traditional business ownership, got involved. And he had been inviting us um, over a, a few months' time to take a look at the business opportunity. And, you know, I think re- initially I was a little bit reluctant. We were a little bit reluctant um, just because we were so focused on our traditional business. But I will admit that him being involved did get my attention. And we did watch his, um, his success as he started to rise in this company very quickly. And that was when we finally agreed to, to go golfing. I never, I'll never forget. I, I told him I'd let him take me golfing because I figured 
at the very least, I'd get a free golf game out of that meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we went and uh, we, we had that meeting. And I got to tell you, I was pretty excited. I was pretty fired up um, about the opportunity. I'll never forget what he said to me. He says, you know, Travis, I don't know that much about the industry. But what I do know is, is that I have a lot of friends who are doing extremely well in the industry. And they have this incredible residual income lifestyle. And, um, you know, if we can get positioned with a good company and go to work, we can really create a, uh, you know, we can declare our financial freedom day inside this industry. And that, that got my attention. I, re- I remember coming home and, and saying to Summer, hey, listen, uh, we're going to get involved in network marketing and, and I'll let her share. But I don't think that she had the same initial enthusiasm as I did. Well, I knew, I knew why you were going golfing. So I, I, I kind of had a feeling that that you're going to come home uh, with that answer. But yeah, I was very reticent. I didn't know what I felt about being in network marketing because all of the ideas that I had in my head of you know what I initially thought network marketing was turned out to be wrong. But at that time, I, I didn't know that. So I was a little, I was a little concerned and, <laughs> and a little um, curious as to what, to what this is going to be like. Yeah, we... Um... Go, you know, ultimately, Simon, at the end of the day for us, it was, it was the relationship with a good friend um, that we trusted. And because of that relationship, we decided to get involved. Before he approached you, or before actually you went to Utah, have you ever, have you ever been approached by network marketing before? Yeah, we had. I mean, in Arizona, we had been approached, um, you know, uh, maybe a few years prior but we had just been so focused on building our family. We were, we were you know, a, a younger family and had children very quickly. And, and also, my, my only experience of network marketing looking back was I remember being maybe 12 years old. And we had a Super Bowl party at our home. And my mom at halftime came out with a basket full of like toothpaste and deodorant. And I didn't know anything about it, but I just remember her with this basket walking around talking to all of our friends and family members about this hairspray and this, all this stuff. And, and I remember walking over to my dad saying, what in the world is she doing? And he's like, network marketing. And I remember saying to myself, note to self, don't ever do that. Oh. So, so that was really my only real experience growing up uh, of network marketing. And, uh, you know, I just, it just never really was something that I ever thought that we would be doing full time. Just out of curiosity, what type of business, traditional business did you used to have? Well, when we, uh, right out of high school, I started a pressure washing company. Um, it was, you know, I saw a need, I, you know, I would, I would go into circle K's and these different, um, you know, businesses and outside, they were always really dirty on the, on the sidewalk. And so literally one day I went and bought a pressure washer. I had no idea how to use it. And I went out and, and started to build a relationship with some of the, the managers and eventually the district managers of, of some of these, these locations. And, you know, because of that relationship, they started to give me these stores. And so built up a successful company, sold that, um, got involved in health and wellness and uh, Summer and I launched a, a small little health club business. At the time, it was one personal training studio and a tanning salon. And we built that up over the years to multiple locations around the, the valley here in Arizona. And um, we did quite well with that. We, we ended up selling that and ultimately going into the mortgage and real estate industry. We provided leads 
primarily for the mortgage industry. But interesting enough, Simon, we also had a little bit of, we had a few customers that came to us in the network marketing industry that were buying home-based business leads as well. And, and so there was another exposure to the industry about that time. And that was about the same time or, you know, or shortly after that uh, we had gotten involved with, with our friend Steve into that first business. I just find it so inspiring to hear like entrepreneurs like you and you, know, you and Summer who have been successful in traditional business go into network marketing. And I always you know, teach people that the key to growing fast is to, is to sponsor traffic in the summer, right? Who are business-minded people. What advice would you give? Like a new distributor, they know they need to get the next summer, Travis, but maybe they're not experienced or they don't have your reputation and credibility. What advice would you give to them to recruit someone like you? Well, number one, you know, the business-minded individuals are the people that you're looking for because they, they're entrepreneurs for a reason. They're always looking for – they're opportunists, and they're always looking for multiple ways to generate income. And although Summer and I had that traditional business – we saw an opportunity. We decided to get involved. And initially, we got involved part-time or I would even maybe say spare time. But we, we built up a little bit of an income. And it was fun because that income was really income for us that allowed us to just go and travel or summer's little spending money. But it was when our business collapsed in, in the 2007-2008 you know, collapse of the economy that had we not had that little side income coming in, Simon, I don't know what we would have done. I mean, we still went through a very humbling situation. We lost everything. I mean, we lost our homes, we lost our cars, we lost our vehicles. I mean, we had, you know, the electric being shut off and gas being shut off. And, you know, I remember distinctly at one point calling my parents who lived in Arizona uh, and asking them if they could just order us a pizza because we couldn't afford to feed our children. That's literally what we went through um, when we made the decision to go full-time into network marketing. And so... You had a health problem, too. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and during that time, we also had some, some very serious uh, challenges and trials with some, some medical injuries that I went through. And so, you know, it was, I, I believe that our greatest challenges in life, our greatest obstacles in life, are, are put in, in place to push us down a different path to exactly where we're supposed to be. And I share that with you because, you know, to go back to your specific question... How or, or why do you want to talk with, with uh, entrepreneurs? Those are the people that are movers and shakers of the world. And, and, and a lot of times we, we tend to shy away from the business professionals, the business owners, because we think, oh, they'll never be interested in this. But here's the reality. Entrepreneurs live by the sword and they die by the sword. And you never really know what's going on in an entrepreneur's business. And a lot of times an entrepreneur or a business owner, you know, they work extremely hard, long hours just to employ a lot of other people, Simon. In many cases, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're making a ton of money. And even if they are, in many cases, they don't quite have the time to be able to go do the things they want to do rather than what they have to do. And so even entrepreneurs are looking for solutions. And those are the type of individuals that are going to really be open to this type of opportunity. And so my advice for someone that's listening in if you don't have a lot of credibility and maybe you have some people that are on your chicken list, it's very simple. Borrow someone else's credibility. Borrow someone else's story. Understand that your role is not to go out and sell or convince anybody to do anything. Your job is just to open the door. It's to pique someone's interest and then bring somebody in that does have credibility that you can introduce them to. And that's essentially what we did when we first got started. I mean, Summer, at the end of the day, all we did is – you know, we, we attached ourselves to the most successful people in our company. Simon, they probably didn't even know who we were initially, but, but we knew of them and we presented them as our business partners and we worked very hard to get 
our people, our prospects in front of those, those individuals. And that's what a leader, leaders, I promise you, you start knocking on a leader's door with prospects on a regular basis, they're going to know who you are very quickly. Definitely. Thank you for sharing that. Now, getting back to when you first started, you started spare time. What was one of the, some of the challenges you faced? Or did you, I guess a better question is, did you have success pretty quickly or did you have to go through some stumbling blocks? Well, at first we had initial great success because we knew that, well, we thought that the quickest way to have the quickest success would be to um, basically get in front and show the plan to as many people as possible, as quickly as possible. But at the time when we did get started, we did have our traditional business still. So we were only doing it on a part-time basis. I remember it being the third week in October I don't know why I remember this this so clearly, but I do. Um, when we initially got started, and I remember our first check, I want to say was twenty three or twenty eight hundred dollars. It was twenty three hundred dollars in two weeks, and we put in just under thirty people. Wow. And I remember our upline. We did. I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are rock. See, we knew if we got if we could just get Travis, he can sell ice to an Eskimo. If we could just get Travis in, I knew that we would have success. And we were really awesome out of the gate. And uh, it was hard. We had three children under the age of four and, you know, that didn't leave for a lot of time. But we thought, you know, we totally bought into if we work part time um, for ourselves as we were also had our other business that we, we wanted to have multiple streams of income. And that's what really grabbed our attention. But um, our our company that we traditionally owned um, started doing really great and we just took more of our time. And because of that, we kind of, we never like planned to quit or to stop, but you know, you, it just starts with little things like missing a meeting or, Oh, you know, you get out of the habit of passing out. You know, we had a pass out thing with our, in a sampling um, way that we recruited and we kind of stopped doing that. So what does that mean? The product started building up and, you know, then the next thing I know, we're like, hey, you know what? We have so much of this right here. Why don't we just turn our auto ship off right now? And we, you know, just kind of slowly fell out of those habits that really keep you connected, that really keep you going. And in our minds, we're like, well, our traditional business is rocking it. You know, this isn't, this isn't that important right now. We don't need this. And so we kind of slowly fell out of it. And I don't even remember, Travis, do you, how we just stopped going and we just kind of quit? I think part of it was the fact that those 30 people that we put into the business 90 days later were all gone. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's true too. Yes. Because we didn't know how to retain. Yeah. Um, we knew how to recruit and we knew how to get people involved, but we had no training. We had no idea what we were doing. This is, it, it's not the same thing as sales, which we thought, hey, you just sell them and hey, give me a credit card. Trust me. Do you trust me for, you know, a hundred bucks? Just give me your credit card and I'll, you know, put you in. But um, we had no idea what we were doing. So what was the turning point? How did you bounce back? <clears throat> I think that the, the main thing for us, first and foremost, was the challenges that we went through um, when we did lose our business and eventually lost everything. You know, when, when your back is against the wall, um, that's ultimately when you, you come out swinging. And we knew that we had to create a new opportunity for ourselves. And so, you know, when, when we lost everything, we decided that we were just going to jump in head first. You know, it was no longer just dipping our toe in the water. We were going to, you know, go full out. And I think that 
you know, that was the decision to become a true network marketing professional and, and start studying the industry. We started to make decisions to surround ourselves with the right people. I think that was probably one of the most important decisions that we've made professionally is to start raising the bar on on who we allow into our inner circle and and start networking on purpose. And what I mean by that is we were we were going in uh, we, we started to to go to a specific events where we were you know seeking out mentorship not just from within our company but outside of the company as well we started to um, you know we started to really oh and then the other thing I would tell you is is that we fell in love with the constant pursuit of of, of leadership. We fell in love with personal development. Um, you know, I started to read things like John Maxwell's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And, and that really fueled that fire for me to want to become better because I started to realize that if I became better and we started to grow, we started to attract better people uh, into our life. And, um, and that was a big change. And I know Summer wanted to have something she wanted to add to that. Yeah, well, going back initially to what you were saying, you know, what, what changed that got us in, it was definitely, um, our change in our finances, our change in our situation with our traditional business. But um, at that time, we saw the success of our great friend who got us in the business initially. And we saw that he had stuck with it this entire time Why we kind of let it fall by the wayside because we got so caught up and busy working our traditional business Um and we saw that he was now at another level, an entirely different level. And he had the freedom. He was taking vacations. He was going to Hawaii. He was taking his kids with him. And, you know, he was, you know, out mowing his lawn whenever he wanted or just he had so much freedom in these simple ways and these enormous ways. And we thought to ourselves, man, if we had just stayed in the business and just kind of continued doing those same simple things that we um, did at the beginning of when we got in the business, maybe things would be different for us right now. And so that I want us to make sure that, you know, you never know who's watching you. And even though people have said no to you, to your business today, it doesn't mean that maybe their time will change six months from now, three months from now, a year from now, and they'll come back because they see, um, that you're consistent with your business and they see the accomplishments as you continue along your journey and have success. Talking about the journey, what is one moment that you consider to be your most challenging and frustrating moment ever in network marketing? And was it, would it be back to the 30, day, th- uh, the 30 people that quit or was it another moment? And I want to I know a moment that was so bad that most people will have quit, but you hung in there and then because of that, you had a major breakthrough. Well, I mean, there's been a lot of those moments. I mean, you know, the I think that one of the things that networkers do, leaders we tend to do, is we always want to just share the positive things that go on in our business. You know, if you watch Facebook, you would think that network marketing is like the, it's like the perfect world, <laughs> right? Because all we share are the trips and the events and 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 what we've learned is is that you know part of being a leader is also being vulnerable and. And being relatable and letting people know that it's it's not always easy. This is a this is a simple business, but it's not an easy business. And there definitely is, you know, there are biorhythms to every single business, those ups and downs. And for us, you know, Summer may think a little differently, but for me, probably the biggest challenge, Simon, was when we had gone full time and we really had invested you know, uh, a great deal into growing ourselves as leaders in the industry and attending the events and, and really, um, 
focusing on our team, developing our organization. We learned that the number one way to grow an organization is to grow the people in the organization. And we started to build a a very successful business, both globally here as well as internationally around the world. And um, sometimes decisions that are made at the corporate level that, that, you really don't have any impact, uh, or, or excuse me, you don't have uh, any say in, um, have a great deal of impact into your business. And one of the companies we were associated with um, got purchased. They were bought out by another company. And when that happened in this particular situation, um, it was a very devastating situation for everyone involved. And, and as a result of that, um, you know, we ended up having to make some very difficult decisions uh, to walk away from an integrity standpoint and then, um, you know, watching, watching everything that we had built over the years kind of come crashing down, I think for me was probably one of the lowest points in our business. And, and I know sparked some conversations about leaving the industry at that point. Yeah. I mean, well, some people would say, what, what would you say to this? Some people would say, well, network marketing is not really your own business then because these corporate people screwed up. And uh, so it's not that good a business. Why should I do network marketing then? What would you say about that? Well, it's like anything else. I mean, I think that you know all businesses are are, are dependent upon something. I mean, you know, our business yeah. collapsed in two thousand and eight as a result of the 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 economy crashing down. And so, at some point in time, you know, regardless of whether or not you're a business owner, there's going to be outside circumstances that are always going to have an impact in what you do. And so, here it's no different. I mean, at the end of the day, we are independent business owners. We're in business for ourselves, but not by ourselves. And there is a reality to the statement that you know there are outside factors that can absolutely impact your business. But it doesn't change the fact that this industry industry still provides the best platform and opportunity for someone to be able to go out and make a difference in their life. And, and I don't just, I want to say something about that too. It's not just about financially. You know, I think that a lot of times you, you hear people, you know, the money culture of the industry. And I, I, you know, I tend to, to turn away from that these days. I'm, I'm more attracted to the leadership side, the leadership culture mm, of this yes, industry. Um, because I personally have experienced um, benefits as a result of being a part of this industry, meaning that I, I feel like I'm a better father, a better husband, a better community leader. Summer and I have a better relationship as a result of being in this industry. And so, you know, I would just say that, yes, it is absolutely true that that there may be outside factors in just like our current circumstances where owners made some decisions that were difficult. But at the end of the day, we bounced back from it. We learned, we grew and every single time we've come back bigger, stronger and, and, than ever before. And I just think that those challenges, again, they're all – I think that God blesses us with these challenges. I think he gives us – he doesn't give us a challenge without also giving us a reward or silver lining. You know, a, a silver lining yeah. or, or a lesson that's there. And through all of these experiences that Summer and I have had – I believe that we've gained a lot of wisdom and it's shaping us into who we are supposed to be and we're still shaping. It's still it's a long-term project more so for me than than summer. <laughs> right. And and I think like you said like even though the um the profession the business is not bulletproof but even when things go bad with the company the risk is a lot less than your tr- traditional business. Yeah. Like, you can't even compare that the risk, you know. So that's why I mean network marketing like the reason I love this business is because I have three fundamental beliefs. Number one, allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. Like you probably discovered skills you never even thought you would have. Then it allows us to give back more. And you two definitely give back to the whole profession and back to your communities. And I think third thing is most important, allows us to be better parents in our personal lives too because we are learning like the leadership and the, your personal growth, like you, what you're sharing, Travis, and allows us to take what we learn and apply it to the most important part of our lives is our family. 
you know, I love, I love what you just said about being a better parent as well, because, um, you know, number one, not only does it give you the time to be able to create amazing life experiences with your family and, and Summer and I truly have been blessed to be able to travel with our children and give them these amazing experiences. Um, but it also is a great educational platform. Um, we use our business to teach them in the areas of free enterprise and capitalism and leadership. You know, they've attended the events. They've, they've watched a lot of the motivational speakers on stage. They've watched mom and dad on stage. I'll never forget. Um, I remember we went away for the weekend and I don't recall exactly what we did that weekend, but we went out and we had a lot of fun and we certainly weren't doing any work. And we came home on a Sunday night and I'd logged into the back office and we had had a, a really strong weekend. Um, we had some great teams and we're very blessed to be surrounded by some fantastic leaders. And, and so the business continued to flourish and prosper even through the weekend. And so I sat down and called the kids over and I said, Hey, listen, I want to, I want to ask you a question. I says, how much did mom and dad work this weekend? And they says, well, we didn't work at all. We were out playing and having fun and doing what we, you know, vacationing. And I says, that's right. And I says, I want to show you how much income that our money, that our business produced this weekend. And they looked at the figure and they said, how in the world is that even possible? And I says, I want you to understand that that's what residual income is. And I said, there's, there's, there's a difference between working, going out and working and trading time for dollars and, and building something that eventually will continue to pay you and give you back the most valuable commodity that you have, which is your time. And they just looked at me. And I don't know. You remember that? They had these big eyes like um, – how you know how in the world and so that 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 was a simple lesson of 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 entrepreneurship and there's many of those type of lessons that accompany uh being involved in this business in this industry but i i want to just add one thing sometimes like we said earlier you just see all these big things but i think it it it's been a beautiful thing in the small things of just Having Travis home here, we get to be stay-at-home parents, not just a stay-at-home mom, but stay-at-home parents. And I think that's really been such a huge blessing. I look back and I see when we had our traditional business of the gym, you know, when you have a gym, people want to work out in the mornings before work and in the evenings after work and at lunchtime. And when you have little ones at home, you know, Travis would be gone out the door before they would wake up or just when they were waking up. And, you know, they'd go down for their nap. He would have to work through lunch and take a different lunch, you know, in between the off hours. And then he'd get home late at night because people and I for after a while, I was like, we got to change the kids schedule. So they they would go to bed later just so that they could see their father. And I know that that's for a lot of families out there, especially if they have two working parents or, um, you know, maybe one parent's working two jobs or multiple jobs, they might not get to see and enjoy their children as much as they'd, they'd like to. And, you know, I look back and I think, wow, he really didn't see the kids a whole lot. Well, you do what you got to do because that's your family and that's what you do to provide. But this business has changed dramatically. I, I look at now Tuscany, she's nine years old and Travis has been able to be a stay at home dad with me through her entire childhood. And it's incredible the way that you see the the growth and, and the relationship between the children and their father at such an earlier age. You know, when she was still just a baby, she had that connection so much sooner with her father than, you know, my other, ch- our other children did because they just didn't see it him as often. Mm. So I feel like that's just been such a blessing. She will never know what it's like to just not have her dad go away or her mom go away and then, you know, not see them all day. And so I think that's really awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Now, tell a story in your time, your journey where you had like a major aha moment, kind of like the light bulb 
went off, and then right after that, you two just took off and became like these powerhouse couple. I think there's been a few of those. Um, you know, we uh, Summer and I, for our 10th anniversary, we were working. We, we had made the conscious decision already to be able to start surrounding ourselves with with better people and start attending events where we were inspired and motivated. And so we made the decision to go on the MLM cruise. And uh, we figured it would be a great write-off and we would be able to have a good time on our 10th anniversary and ultimately still be learning and, and, and developing new relationships. So, so we went on the cruise. And I remember on that cruise being surrounded by some, some, some fantastic mentors, you know, Art Jonick to Jordan Adler and Todd Falcone. And, you know, the list goes on and on. There were some fantastic people that were on the boat on that particular trip. And I just remember um, spending time with each one of them and, and, and really just – it really helped stretch my vision – of what is possible inside of this industry, what you know, the, the the reality of what can, what what is possible. I think that a lot of people you'll never, you know, they, they, they their vision is um, has a ceiling on it, and as a result of that, they never get any further than you know the, the, their expectations that they have for themselves because they don't know any different. And I think that when we, I, I remember thinking on that cruise, you know we can do this and we can do this at a totally different level. And although we had had some success up to that point, for me, that was a turning point. And it was also a turning point because we were able to establish some fantastic relationships with individuals that, that we now consider to be dear friends and mentors who have really helped us along the way. And I, I just remember distinctly that particular trip for me um, was a big standout moment. And I'll give you one other was just a couple of years ago. Um, I was talking about this this morning. Um, you know, I was struggling. I was going through through a, a very difficult time. And, I, you know, I, sometimes we get ourselves, we, we get into a negative mindset and we don't personally even know it. You know, it, it's a rut. And I think it's important that as an entrepreneur, we have to be able to recognize when we're in a rut. And luckily, my secret weapon here noticed that I had been going through some struggles and challenges and you know I'll, I'll never forget she she kind of randomly just brought it up we were I was in my office and she says Travis um are you planning you know have you thought about going to go pro this year and it and it, and it actually started that night and I said no you know I made up all kinds of excuses and reasons why it didn't fit into our schedule and the timing wasn't right and you know, maybe financially it wasn't a good time. And, and, uh, I think this was one of the first GoPros or. No, I think this was two years ago. Yeah. I, I just want to say, oh, it was three years ago, I think. Yeah. And I said, Travis, those excuses that you're giving me sound a lot like the excuses that when you do your training, you tell people are not good excuses. Mm. Oh, that must have hurt. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Now you know why I call her my secret weapon, but she, uh, she kind of called me out on it. And then she says, but, uh, and I says, well, I think it's sold out now. And, and she says, "Well, listen. Um, I made a couple of calls. I called our good, our, you know, one of my best friends, Todd Falcone, and he says, um, and he has a ticket waiting for you." And I says, "Yeah, but I don't, I don't have a flight." And she says, "Your flight's actually in a couple of hours. Pack your bags. You're going to get some inspiration." And mm. and so, you know, not very often does your wife send you off to Vegas and say, "Here's your, <laughs> you know, the flight's already booked. You're going." And and so I did. I got on that plane and. And what's funny is, is I remember thinking when she said, you know, you, she, she, she alluded to the fact that I'd, I'd been in a negative mindset and needed some inspiration. And 
I kind of was like, not, I don't think I have been, but anyways, I went to the event. I arrived at about five o'clock and I remember walking into the, to the room and being just overwhelmed with how many big, how, how many people were there and how big it was. And I sat in the back row cause I got in there late and I sat down in the back row by myself and the first speaker um, started speaking and he started sharing uh, his story and it really resonated with me to a point where I literally started, I just got teary eyed sitting in the back row by myself because at that moment I'd realized that I had let myself fall into this negative mindset and, and, and I had lost some of my faith and my belief and I realized how much I needed to be there. And so I remember coming back to the hotel room after that first session, I called Summer, thanked her for having me, uh, making me go and told her she needed to get on a plane in the morning and come meet me. And she did. And, and that weekend for us, um, we came back and launched a huge campaign called the Think Bigger campaign. Um, and it was just the inspiration that we received from that particular event. So those, those are a couple of moments in our life that, that, that were defining. Wow, really inspiring. That's why it's so important to go to events. Events, events, and you're never too big to be able to go to an event. Now, I agree. Let's share another story. What would you be consider your proudest moment in network marketing? Proudest moment? Um, we had an event about four years ago, and the company that we were a part of, really, um, the culture of that company was, it, it, you, you saw a lot of who Summer and I are in the culture of that company. We were the first people sponsored there, and and we, um, we, we really believe in, a, we have a family first culture. Our family is intimately involved in our business. My children understand our business. They understand compensation plans. They understand what we do. We, our children um, often open up some of our calls for us and do the intros. They sometimes appear as guests and I'm always inviting them to come and give a testimonial about something because I want them to have those experiences. And so this particular company that we were involved in, um, we actually had a children's convention that ran simultaneous to our company convention and where we had, you know, a thousand plus people there, but we encouraged everybody to bring their kids to this particular event. And at this event, um, they had breakout sessions for these kids where they were learning about leadership, speaking skills, facing their fears, serving and giving back to others. I mean, they took trips to, you know, they made blankets and took them to, you know, homeless shelters and to the hospitals. And, you know, the older children went and did indoor skydiving to face their fears and just all kinds of really cool things that were going on throughout the weekend. But I think probably for me, my proudest moment was actually when Summer and I, we were sitting there in the front row and it was, it was the last day of our convention, our event. And they brought all of these kids out on, on stage. And I remember seeing my son Chandler, who had at the time my, my youngest Cayman. And he had him on his shoulders and then my daughter's right next to him. And they came out beaming with pride because they, they were being recognized just like we would be recognized on stage, you know, at a convention. But it was them. And they were up there and everybody was cheering them on. And it was for me, I don't know, it was just a really proud moment for me that, you know, that we were in the, we're in the right place. We're in the right industry. We're instilling the right values for these children. And there wasn't a dry eye in the entire um, house. It was, it was a pretty, pretty outstanding moment for me. That is really incredible. And, and that's what I love about this profession. You, we get a chance to create an amazing legacy for our children. And so you're setting an example. And, and I mean, I have two young boys. I couldn't imagine if my kids were on stage like that. 
I hope you like bawling and crying as well. <laughs> there wasn't a dry eye. Everyone was bawling. It was awesome. What's the one thing that excites you the most about the profession now? I, uh, you know, I believe that, um, I believe that the bar is being raised. I believe that the, the, you know, in, in the entire industry as a whole, I, I believe that, you know, the, the money culture, although I don't think it'll necessarily go away completely, I think we've come a long way, uh, from even, let's just say a decade ago when we first got started. Um, I think that people are starting to understand the term social entrepreneur, you know, a social entrepreneur is driven by things that are outside, other things outside of money. They're driven by a cause. They're driven by a purpose. They're driven by a mission, a mission. And it's usually to be able to go out and, and make a difference in the world and, and provide a social impact. And, and I think that our industry is evolving, you know, to that, you know, to, along the same lines. And, and, and we're seeing this new movement of social entrepreneurs that are out there. And it's not just about the money anymore. It truly is about um, making a difference in people's lives. And I, I, I get excited about that. I get excited about um, the level to which um, the you know, the, where our training is going and the, and the personal development and the mentorship, it continues to get better and better. It just continues to improve. And, and I also think that, um, you know, the industry as a whole is certainly much more or widely accepted than it ever has been, um, before, you know, even 10 years ago, you know, you still, you still had a lot of, of people that looked at you pretty funny when you brought up that, that the, the words network marketing and, I don't hear, truthfully, the, you know, the pyramid, you know, objection is often anymore. And so, what that tells me is, is that the industry as a whole is coming into its own. And I really appreciate, um, I just appreciate the leadership uh, that the inside of our profession, the incredible leaders that are out there that are raising the bar for everyone. A rising tide raises all ships, and I'm I'm very excited about what I see where the industry is going, and who we as, a, as, a, as an industry are becoming in the process. It doesn't mean it's perfect, right? It'll never be perfect. But overall, I'm just thrilled and excited about the quality of leadership and the mentorship that's inside of this industry and the ability that it, it affords others to be able to completely transform their life. As we wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brains, okay? Mm -hmm. What's one of your favorite success quotes that's motivated you? One that comes to mind, and Summer may have one that's a little different, but one that comes to mind for me is is shine bright with belief and people will come from miles just to catch a glimpse. Um, always love that quote, and the reason why I love it is because it's just so, um, you know, if you think about it, I mean, another one I'll give you is, is they knew who he was when he walked into the room. If you think about it, at the end of the day, we're in the business of contagious enthusiasm. I mean, that's really what we're in the business of, our ability to be able to transfer our belief and our enthusiasm from 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 inside to someone else. And, and when we, we really accept this industry and, and it really becomes part of us, um, it's, it, you know, you, it's, so, it's so much easier at that point to be able to go out and light other people's fire as well. And I think that you know, when you begin to shine bright with belief, you, know, you, you, start to, to, you start to ignite this pull marketing where people are coming to you because they just see – the transformation that you're going through, your excitement, your enthusiasm for not only what's happening, but where you're going in life for your big vision. And when you begin to share that with others, that's what attracts people to you. And so I think those would be my, my favorite quotes. 
Do you have anything to add, Summer? Well, actually, I do. I love those two quotes um, as well. I love, love, love those ones. And I want to, and the one thing I would just add is the belief. I feel like this industry, when done right, and when people really sign up for this and they make that decision to not only learn everything they can about this business, but to grow personally, that belief that people will come from miles around to see is the belief because you know and believe who you are inside. Because I believe that as you do all these personal development and you learn more about yourself, you also have a belief in yourself and who you really are and what you stand for. And I think that right there also adds to that brightness with that people are attracted to. And then you begin to attract others who want to try to find out what that is that you have because they see it when you walk in the room. Mm-hmm. What's one habit that's helped each, uh, each of you to become successful? Without a question, every morning for me, um, my big thing is, is I like to spend at least 30 minutes to an hour by myself um, studying something that has to do with personal development um, reading positive, positive inspirational stories, and it and it, and it 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 puts my mind in the right place for the day. Um, I won't even take a call during that time. I, you know, it's funny because sometimes with having a business internationally or on on the East Coast, um, calls will start coming in very early in the morning, and and I I understand that if I don't do that first, then I just my mind's not right the rest of the day, and that then turned into me uh, not only not only not only reading a positive message every day, but also sharing a positive message every day. I found that I got more out of not just just reading it, but then turning around and, and, and putting out a positive success mantra every single day, which is something I've been doing now for years and years. And, 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 and by doing that, um, I feel good about that. You know, I, I feel good about, you know, I'm hoping that that message touches somebody that day. They needed to see it or hear it and that I'm sharing a positive message with the world. And so that's just something that I'm committed to and I've been doing for a really long time. And now it's kind of evolved even into, you know, we're doing Periscope now where um, we're taking some of those success mantras and turning it into a little morning, five minute, 10 minutes, sometimes a little longer show that usually is an afterthought of the studying in the morning and just sharing that message with others. And we're really enjoying that. We're really enjoying um, just being us and, you know, not really just just turning the camera on and live and in the moment and, and doing our thing and just sharing a message. And if we mess up, we mess up, but that's just who we are. So that, that's that's my thing. For and for me, you, yeah, for you, Summer? For me, I um, love to just read the scriptures. And then I also like to read whatever book that I am reading at the time. It's really hard sometimes as a mother of five to get in any time for myself. So I delay getting out of bed. I just kind of like to lay in bed and cuddle my little, our little three-year-old and while he's still sleeping and I just get my scriptures out and then I go straight to um, whatever I'm reading and try to get some time with that. And I like to read things that are uplifting and spiritual and also um, I love historical type things. So for me, I feel like that getting that me time in is very important and um, it makes a big difference. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? This industry is not about the money. It's about who you become in the process and who you help along the way. 
the money is a byproduct of those things. And so I think that if we go out with the intention to earn money, I think we're always going to be chasing it. Um, don't go out and try to earn 5000 or 10000 or $20,000 a month. Go out and try to become worthy or become the person who is worthy of earning $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 a month. When you do that, everything begins to fall in place. And the other thing that I would add is, is this industry is not about selling. You know, There's too many people that are out there selling and telling, trying to convince people that their products and services are so much better than the rest. The reality is this. This business is about serving, not selling. And when you, when you go to sell, it's about what you want. When you go to serve, it's about what they need. And, and you know, Simon, we have 54, approximately 5,400 conversations a year, which averages out to be about 15 conversations a day. How many of those conversations include you providing solutions is going to determine whether or not or how successful you are in this business. That's really good stuff. I'm writing that down. It's really good. And what about you, Summer? Best advice I ever received? Um, I think it would be just to be yourself. Sometimes we get started in this industry and it's great to look to the leaders and see the things that they do and incorporate some of, oh, I really like how she does this. I'd like to incorporate that or I'd really like to you know, do that. But in the end, it will never um, work until you incorporate that into who you are and be authentic, authentically you. Because you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to, you know, wear this pair of shoes or do that, do this like this person exactly. All you have to do is to remember who you are, be authentic, and that the truth is good enough. Super. Uh, we're kind of running a little out on time, so I want to hurry this up. A couple of really quick ones, okay? I mean, Travis, you've been awesome. You've been giving so much value and wisdom here. But these are really quick questions. You can go one word or just one sentence. So, What's a favorite prospecting tool you use? So say someone's interested in the pros- interested in the business or products. Travis, do you sit down with them, do a flip chart, do you use a magazine, do you send them an online video or do a webinar? What do you like? I like three-way calls. I'm a big three-way call guy. We've built our business on three-way calls, bringing somebody else into the equation to validate the opportunity. Super. Um, what's one of your favorite apps? I know you mentioned Periscope. Anything else you could recommend? Do you use an Evernote or a Dropbox? that you could recommend to our listeners? You know, um, I, you know, th- for me, I, my app's pretty much, I, I'm, I'm not the most technologically savvy guy, truthfully. I, I, you know, I've got my Instagram, I've got my Facebook, I've got my LinkedIn and Twitter. I'm still trying to fumble my way through and figure it out. But, the, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't necessarily have a favorite app per se other than, um, you know, I, I would just, I, you know, for me, it was probably is going to be one of those social media apps because for me, social media is all about connecting and staying in tune with, with, with my relationships and staying in, finding an excuse to stay in front of my people. And so if I had to choose an app, it would have to be probably Facebook or one of the social media apps personally. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Whew, well, you know, the, the first book that, that really inspired me to pursue the constant um, or to fall in love with the constant pursuit of leadership was, was 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. I think with John Maxwell, I think is a, is a definite must. Um, I think inside of the industry, just a couple beach money, GoPro or absolutely must haves, you know, the four year career. And then from uh, another personal development standpoint, and I know you asked for one, but I'm, it's hard for me to pick one. I throw a couple at you. The last one is, is a book called it's not about you uh, by, by, uh, Bob Berg and, and David Mann. Uh, it's a fantastic leadership book. 
um, and the Monk that sold us Ferrari. All of those are all fantastic. And ML Nation, I know you love audio because you listen to this podcast. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. So Travis and, and uh, Summer, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? I'm ready for it. <laughs> Before we go to the million-dollar question, ML Nation, I know you want to grow your business. And I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important. And that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects, overcome the objections, and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts for ML Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the training that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and give me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad my kids. And also have the time to give back and produce these ML Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the training, the skills that help me become successful in network marketing. And you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So, so here are some of the things you will learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Because not all prospects are the same. They're different. You also get my proven code market scripts They'll help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that help me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80-something people in one year. How would your business grow if you sponsored 80 people in a year? You also learn how to get prospects to overcome the objections. So listen to your presentations. You know, an MLM objection, how to, you know, I don't have any money. So you're going to discover, you're going to learn all those things. And also, the best part is you get my famous six-figure clothes. So you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script, why it's a six-figure close, because I used it to sign up one of my party friends. This guy was a party animal, and I used that six-figure close, and he joined, and now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person. And so you'll get the same six-figure close on this free webinar. So anyway, enough of what you learned. What you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down. It's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Okay, sponsoringworkshop.com. This free webinar is offered three different days. That's the cool part. This is three different days at four different times. So they can, so that anyone around the world, because I know ML Nation, you guys are global. You can listen to it. And even better, if you don't have the patience, you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills to help me build a million-dollar ML business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So I look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I have to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you didn't know your family, didn't know your friends. You didn't even, know, you didn't even have any kids. Zero. You were like an alien, and you went to another planet, but they spoke English. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you would do to find prospects and build an ML business from scratch? Well, I think that once you become focused on other people um, and serving others, then 
it becomes a little bit easier. You know, I'll, there's three questions that every person should know and use everywhere they go. And, and those three basic questions are, are you happy? Do you have a plan in place to give you everything you want in life? And if not, would you like to take a look at one? And regardless of where you are, um, just a simple smile and a hello and, and, and starting to ask questions. You know, if I'm at a restaurant and asking questions, you know, if I have a nice waiter, I'm going to ask them, how long have they worked here? Do they enjoy what they do? Which is another way to ask, are you happy? You know, what's your ideal situation? You know, uh, what, what does that look like? And just by getting to know people and asking questions, uh, questions and expressing interest in others, um, it's interesting what people will tell you. And at the end of the day, most people are looking for one of three things. I mean, they're looking for more, obviously, ways to create additional income in their life. They're looking for more time in their life to do what they want to do. And, and in many cases, they're looking for a way to improve their overall health uh, as well. And so just by asking questions and being prepared uh, to provide solutions, you're going to be successful. So you, you can go out in any, any city, any town, and, and develop a, a network just by asking questions and smiling. I, I would like to add that I actually just had this question with someone who just moved and had joined our business and asked me those same questions. She said, what, what do I do? I don't literally know anyone. But she had children. And I said, you know what? What, what ages are your children? She had a young one. She had a, a medium-aged one, an older one. And I said, you know what? Go out and uh, get involved with some mommy and me groups. There's a lot of those in exercise, community service, um, community centers where they have exercise for mom and tot. Um, they have play groups for mom and, and me play groups on top of which she had older children that were in sports at school. I said, go to the sports volunteer to be the, the mom there. But on top of that, if you're not a mom, you can also just get involved with the community. There's many ways that you can do service. And I know that through service and, you know, going to church, if you have a church group you can get involved with, just getting involved with the community, you'll open up your network and be able to meet people. And then asking the questions that Travis um, had just gone over and getting to know people, you'll be able to grow your network very quickly. As we wrap up, do you have any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Um, first of all, Travis and Summer Flaherty. Um, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us, follow us at Periscope at, at Travis Flaherty. And we also have a generic training group on Facebook called Momentum. Um, no one's allowed to promote any opportunities whatsoever, so it's a totally safe environment. And it's just about pouring and adding value into people's lives and, 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 a, and a safe place for people to network. And, and, and really just, again, we believe that a rising tide raises all ships. Um, final words of wisdom is, is that you know, you have to believe. You have to believe deep down inside in yourself. It starts with that inner belief in, in who you are as a person and what you're capable of. And when you have that personal belief in yourself, um, you know, that magnifies in such a beautiful way. And, you know, why would somebody believe in you if you don't believe in yourself? Why would, and, and so it starts with that, that belief. And we have, to, we have to really work hard and on purpose to be able to continue to fuel that belief, not only in ourselves through personal development, but belief in our industry and in our profession as a whole. And as you said earlier, Simon, as you begin to, to plug in and you really start to, to commit to this industry and letting it be a part of who you are, um, you start to hear the stories and see the testimonials and see how this industry is transforming people's lives. And, and when that really gets inside of you, that's where you start to, to have the kind of success that you want in this industry. So just believe, you know, you are a child of God in every form and in, 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 in the highest form. And you have the ability to be able to go out and not only change your life, but impact many lives around you. Just be the spark. 
ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you're being hanging out with Travis and Summer Flaherty. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Travis or Summer at the search bar and the show notes and all those great info, the books, all the great quotes that Travis and Summer talked about will be right there. And also, you can contact them as well. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Travis and Summer, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate you, Simon. Thank you for all you do for our profession. Thanks so much to Travis and Summer Flurry for sharing such wisdom about MOM. Wow, good. I mean... I just looking up over my notes that I wrote down. Um, just and this was actually probably one of the longer ones, but I just wanted to guide them. But he kept on going on and on, and like I was t- just taking pages and pages of notes. Uh, so this is definitely an episode you want to go back and listen again, especially you know to talking about the the million dollar question. I love the three questions that Travis brought up. You know, are you happy? What should I do? Situation and what does it look like? And so it was really good stuff. Just loaded. Make sure you go to mlnation.net. Just Put in Travis or Summer on the search bar and the show notes will pop up. And contact them. Just drop them. I know they're very active on social media. Uh, you can even check out, you know, uh, check out the Instagram, check out the Facebook and contact them and thank them for sharing. Okay, they're really, really awesome people. And just got through an amazing journey. Uh, and I think the main lesson is you want a successful people, right? I think I just find it so inspiring. You know, when I joined Network Marketing, my biggest aha moment was when I went to my first event. Again, that's another reason why you have to go to events. And I found someone that was a millionaire that owned, a, you know, she actually had her own stable of horses, but she was doing network marketing. And I was like, why are you doing? I thought network marketing was just for people who are, you know, poor and struggling with their bills. But it turns out that lots of people are doing network marketing because of the residual income and very little risk, right? Like, that's why people like uh, Travis and Summer have traditional businesses. You know, I mean, I don't know... If, I worked down at a cleaning business, at a health club business, at a mortgage business, all successful businesses, and then they still chose network marketing because you're low risk and they don't have a lot of the headaches. So that's very inspiring. And these are the people, like, when you hear Travis and Summer communicate how professional they are, they are, or I call them high lid, these are the people you want in your business. You really have to go out there. You know, Travis gave great advice on how to use someone else's story or bring the people to your upline for them to present to. Right, and you, you, especially if you're new, you're not that good as a presenter. Don't approach this. You invite them, create some curiosity, and then bring them. Use an upline expert. And actually, if you really want specific scripts, I actually teach this in my sponsoring workshop. Just go to sponsoringworkshop.com, um, and I actually go. It's a pretty intense. It's a free webinar. It's two hours, but it's pretty intense. That t- teaches you how do you approach these type of people? Because these people, like Summer and Travis, these are the ones that grow your business super fast. I mean. They didn't share it. I mean, the first, what, four weeks, eight weeks, it's time 30 people, right? These are the people you want in your business. Um, other lessons is like you, get, you have to stay focused, even though they signed up 30 people. And I think I've seen the, so many times happen. People sign up maybe like you know one or two people in the first month. They got some momentum, and then they think, oh, they get distracted. They get distracted by work or other things or maybe entertainment or whatever, sports or whatever's going on, and they kill the business. You know, Summer and Travis had great momentum. But then they got distracted. They forgot about the vision. They got distracted by the traditional business that was going well. And then the whole group collapsed. Another thing I wrote down is, remember, we're serving. I love this, serving and not selling. We're always serving and providing value, right? Just serving, serving. And how many conversations are you having a day? 
So the average person would have 5,400 conversations. That's 15 a day. Right? 15 conversations. How many of those are actually building the business or providing value to someone? We must be people of value. When you help and give out, whether it's, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to buy someone for, buy something. It could be making someone feel good, making someone smile, making someone laugh, um, motivate someone, right? Be there to help. Do volunteer in your community. Whatever you're doing by helping, you're giving. That's how you become a person of value. And that's what people want to be associated with. That's why people join. That's why people join your business because ultimately they are buying you. They're buying the person you are. So, I mean, I can go on and on. I'm going to keep this short. Just go back and listen to this. Um, go check out the show notes page and if you like this, make sure you just subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Or if you don't have Apple, go to Stitcher. The reviews are really important. And also, the best compliment, if you like this show, best compliment you can do, best thing you can give back is go out and share it with others. Share with your downline. Share with your upline. Share it with your crossline. Share with prospects. Right? Because this is... A, ultimately, that's what. Be a person of value. We talk about value. That's what it is. And I just want to... Add one more thing. The reason I love network marketing, why I do what I do, is because it allows me to fulfill my purpose-driven life, to have a positive impact on many lives as possible. So by creating these podcasts, by creating my trainings, right? And I love this business because it does three things. Number one, I believe network marketing helps us fulfill our unlimited potential. Each one of you, like I was just a shy, quiet Asian kid that had a lisp, spoke funny. I never thought I'd be even doing a podcast, but network marketing allowed me to break outside my shell. Just like Travis talked about how it grew him, it grew his leadership, Number two, network marketing allows us to be better givers. We can give more. We, can, we, pro, we become people of value. And third thing is, and, and it's the most touching for me for this episode, which allows us to be better parents. You know, and that's how we create the legacy. You want to create a better world? You know, leave it the way better than the way when you entered in it. You know, our children create our legacy. You want to you know, make the world better? Hey, have better children. Raise the kids better. They become better people, better leaders in society. And so just Travis sharing that story, how little kids were on stage, that was a really emotional moment for me, just listening to him to share that. So anyway, we're in an awesome profession. You know that already. And I thank you, ML Nation, for being part of this amazing profession, for listening, for supporting ML Nation. And as I leave, remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on as many lives as possible. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.